I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Hello, sister. Hola. What's going on today? A lot, you know. We've been adulting this morning. Um, mm-hmm. Me, Alexa, and Raven were supposed to have Bible study, but Alexis didn't show. Mm-hmm. So, and I tried calling her, and we tried texting her. She still hasn't responded. So I hope she's okay. Yeah. Because I haven't talked to her since Thursday. Because I have two different group chats with her, and she hasn't responded in any of them since thursday so mm. i hope she's okay um so raven and i just sat on the phone and talked because we haven't talked in a while and then we've been looking over budgets and michael bought himself a espresso machine Ooh, what kind uh one from william sonoma <gasps> i love william sonoma yeah me and michael could never be together we would never y'all could have never any be money. together y'all would never have no money whatsoever granted he did put it on a firm but still <laughs> i was like good lord almighty yeah, yeah i love william sonoma it smells so good in there and then when i went in with my friend braylon to look at i don't even know what we were looking at we were just looking around they brewed us like espresso just to like have while we shopped and I was like oh okay and so yeah the espresso machine that he just bought comes with two free um coffee making classes so I was like oh that'd be cute for you because you know I don't do coffee and stuff but I was like that'd be cute for you and Taylor to go do together that's nice yeah I was gonna say I'd go to a coffee making class just to see what it was like gotcha can you sorry Side note, I just want off of Amazon some lights that you plug in in the bathroom so like we don't have to use our overhead light because, you know, you and I, for some reason, hate lights. I know. Um, But I can't find some that are not automatic. Like, I don't want it to be automatic because I just showed Michael the ones I was thinking of getting and he was like, Mm -hmm. oh, but then they're going to stay on at night because it's dark. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, we don't want that. I just want to turn them on instead of putting on the overhead light but there's not enough spit because in our old bathroom we had lamps yeah but there's not enough space to do a lamp mm-hmm. so I just want a night light but like everything on Amazon is like automatic I don't want automatic I just want a regular night light hmm. okay I got two suggestions one okay. you can get one of those like picture lights like what they use to like highlight photos and those you can turn on and off and they're generally battery operated and they're just like a little like sliver of a light. You can just hang mm-hmm. it like above your toilet or whatever. And you don't have to like nail them into the wall or anything. They just have like a stra- like a sticky back mm-hmm. or they have this lamp on Wayfair. That's like a long, like strip light. It sounds tackier than the way it actually looks. It's actually really cute because I was thinking about doing that in our bathroom downstairs because the light that's above the vanity is just too bright and it's mm-hmm. dimmable and it was only like $87. Um, I'll have to send them to you, but that's a cute one. No, you doesn't don't need take to send a- that to me because $87, that's too much. I want something very say. basic, like $5. It's a, lamp. it's a lamp. The picture lights are also not that cheap, so I don't know. I mean, they're still Great, cheaper than thanks. that. They're like maybe $20. Oh, 
But yeah, I don't know about any like non-automatic lights. Right? Yeah, because I think the point of a nightlight is that it is automatic. So really? Yes. I think about like when we were little kids in like Grandmother Mary's bathroom. I don't I feel like she just had little nightlights that you plug into the wall and you just flip the switch on to leave it on at night and you turn it off during the day. No, I, I know that's gotten too late nineties. I know. So they don't make basic shit like that anymore. I don't think so. That's dumb. Yeah. Everything I think I've ever seen is automatic now. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what we've been doing. What you've been doing this morning. <laughs> Nothing. I took my notes for this episode and I made some breakfast and I'll finish watching Halloween town because I fell asleep on it last night. And that was cool. it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. a pretty slow morning, thankfully. I need a clean. Mm. Yeah, I did wash clothes. Um. Yeah. I did a load of uh, towels. Yeah, I washed our sheets. I need to do that next. Yeah. And then my actual yeah. clothes. I got to rewash my costume yeah. to wear to work on Tuesday. What's your costume? I was a member of Troop Beverly Hills. It was very Oh, that's cute. right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That sounds cute. Oh, I found one. Oh, there you go. Yay. I think. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> yes. So on to the V to the P to the R. <laughs> so we are in season two, episode five. And um, we are starting off this episode with Natalia, and she is planning a surprise birthday party for Guillermo, her husband, and they are both, is Natalia an owner, or is she just like a manager as well? Are her and Guillermo partners in the ownership with Lisa, or is it like? Yeah, it's like the two couples, so like Ken and Lisa, and then Natalie and Guillermo both own it. Yeah, yeah, got it, okay. So yes, it's approaching Guillermo's 50th birthday, and Natalia wants to throw him a surprise party, which I don't know. I'm not. How do you feel about surprise parties? I've never had one. I feel like I would You would probably like it. But I would need it to be a very specific way. So like if it wasn't going to be what I would like, then I just wouldn't want it to happen, period. Oh, so that would defeat the purpose. Not necessarily. I mean, I think most people, like, you would probably be able to throw me a surprise party. Well, sure, me, but, like, I've grown up with you, and I know you. I feel like there are people who know me well enough to do it correctly, but they just also may need a little bit of help. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Got it. So, yeah, (laughs) I would like one, but... I would like it to be with people I actually like, like, and care about. Also, I'm the type of person that I don't like to mix my friend groups. And I know that that sounds really strange to some people. That sounds, you know what that sounds like? What? That sounds very season one Stassi with her A group of friends that she invited to Vegas <laughs> and in her B group of friends. But no, see, because all Vegas. those people knew each other. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, I would want my friends who, like, knew each other to do things mm-hmm. with me separately. I wouldn't want them to like all be at one thing because then I would be over concerned with, are they getting along with each other? Is everyone having fun? And I feel like you would probably just end up in separate groups anyway. And so mm-hmm. why do you just one big thing when I can just do like smaller things with people who know each other? And then I don't um, have to worry about whether or not people are enjoying themselves because theoretically they should be since they all know each other and me. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think I find it interesting because Raven is all about mixing the friend groups, but she does a really good job at it. Like she only, she mixes people based on their personalities, you know, like people who she knows who will click. Yeah. And like, she's done this quite a few times. And like every time that she's done it, I'm like, okay, this was successful because I'm like you also, I would never like, yeah, it's like, if we're like, for example, like my work, for like my teacher friends, yeah. my teacher friends are not people that I would ever invite out to be like with my sorority sisters, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I see what you're saying. So yeah, I would never think to mix yeah. groups either, but yeah. the only time all of those people would ever be together in my life is if I have a wedding. Correct. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. So Lisa tells us also that Guillermo does not like surprise parties, which yeah, I don't, I don't think I would like a surprise party. A, cause I really don't like attention mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it would just, then like you, I feel like you would feel pressured to have to like, like the party or like right. enjoy the food, the music, the location, like decorations. And it's like, if you don't, you're ungrateful because someone went out of their way to do it. But then at the same time, it's like, but I didn't ask you to do this. So like, right. am I really ungrateful? <laughs> but it's also like, why did they want to do it if he doesn't like parties? Like, why wouldn't they have just done like a nice little dinner or something where like Natalie could have like hired the burlesque dancers and still given him the Mercedes. Like we could have done all yeah. of that without like the party of it all, but maybe this, it was just yeah. for the show. Probs, definitely. Yeah. So as Destiny just said, she wants... um burlesque dancers and instead of hiring real burlesque dancers to perform for Guillermo uh, which they do in the background they're like um they're there but like yeah for his quote-unquote performance <laughs> um she is acquiring the talents of Stassi and Katie <laughs> which why why out of all the fucking people in this restaurant Stassi and Katie are nowhere near the list of people I would choose I'd maybe pick the performers like a Tina like hell ariana maybe tyranny probably as another black cast member probably has a lot more rhythm these two do i mean i just like i don't understand how we landed on them specifically i just don't get it i don't either it was very odd and yeah i agree definitely other people that could have been chosen for the role but nonetheless it was katie and stassi so um natalia hires um actual burlesque dancers to train them and i'm also like why not just let the actual burlesque dancers do the dance? Because right. I get that like Sir doesn't operate in the realm of like the real world, but this really feels like an HR violation on mm-hmm. a lot of levels. Yes, <laughs> not so only many. expecting them to dance for your for their boss, who is your husband Ew. in the restaurant, Ew. but then like when the dancers come out with like examples of the the outfit they want them to wear their ass is completely out and the bitch is wearing pasties and the tits are out like the tits are just sitting with pasties on them it's not even like they're covered like it's literally nipple coverage is it that's all we got that's it so i'm just like "Mm." but you know who would have done it it? you know who would have done it lala if lala one thousand he would have been like sign me the fuck up I love yes. it. Yes, that would have been great. That <laughs> would have been great. Um, she would have done a better job. 1000%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they, the, the actual dancers are like training Katie and Stassi on what to do. And so like Katie and Stassi are running through it and Lisa's like, okay, okay. But like, I want it to be more sexy, which again, <laughs> HR 
HR, but whatever. Um, so Lisa like gives her interpretation of what sexy should be like. Um, and so when they, when the girls come out in those outfits, um, Stassi and then Stassi and Katie are like, I'm not wearing that. And then Natalia is like, well, is it Natalia or it's just Natalie, but it's spelled like Natalia. It's not even spelled like Natalia. It's just Natalie. Yeah. It's just oh, Natalie. I don't know why. There's like an H in there. Does Lisa call her Natalia? Natalia? Somebody no. might have randomly once, but okay. You know, it's just, just Natalie. Natalie. Got yeah. it. Natalie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they um they're like, yeah, I'm not wearing that, so on and so forth. And then the dame teacher like, but we're European. We gotta be free, free the titty, basically. And then Katie's like, but I'm from Utah. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which like valid point. Like, this is not Europe. We are in America. Okay. And even right. though that you guys are in WeHo, which is probably like the most European atmosphere vibe you're gonna get as far mm-hmm. as like free in the titty, it's still not Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, if my boss asked me to do that, I would just been like, is this Bye. optional? Because if not, I think I'm going to have to quit. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Not, not cool yeah. whatsoever, but that's sir. And right. They get away with the shit, which is wild, but here we are. We then shift to sir at night and we see Sheena, I think is kind of training Ariana from the restaurant perspective. I don't necessarily know why, considering she's a bartender, but like, whatever. She's just given her the lay of the land. And so she's telling Ariana like, oh, this is where you can park and blah, blah, blah. And Sheena tells us that she's so excited for Ariana to start working there because Ariana intimidates everyone because of how great her body is. And I was like, "Mm." I think, yeah, sure. That's part of it. Like Ariana does have a great body. Don't get me wrong. But also like Ariana has a great personality (laughs) and she also can stand up for herself. So I think that her body is the least of it, but I guess in terms of these people who feel like they're so good looking that if you're the most good looking of them, that sure, maybe you would be more intimidated by that person, I guess, whatever. Shayna's just happy to finally have an ally who's worth Mm -hmm. something and will also like get in the mix with people rather than just kind of like sitting on the sidelines because in the previous season, Sheena was aligned with Tina and people who weren't necessarily like in the mix as much nor Mm -hmm. wanted to be and so now I think she's like okay cool I've got somebody on the main cast and so Ariana tells us that working in restaurants in general is crazy which we can attest to granted we were never servers but even working at Panera was crazy enough so I can't imagine what it would be like working at somewhere this highly trafficked but then she says that everyone in LA knows that Sir is the place for craziness, like hands down. And I personally couldn't work in that, but kudos to you. And I don't think you or I would have been good servers either. I mean, I like, obviously, if that was our only option, like, we would have made it work. But, like, yeah. that's not the type of restaurant, like, that would have been last resort for me as far as finding a job, being a server. Like, just Agreed. and then like to the way and granted I've been guilty of this until I've grown up but like the way people tip mm-hmm. I didn't realize that servers don't actually make or like what they make per hour is like yeah two dollars yeah. and then the rest of that you're just living off of tips mm-hmm. so yeah that that couldn't be me I need guaranteed money period exactly. yeah guaranteed money and hours like none of this right. like cut me early or whatever or, yeah, yeah I couldn't have done that 
but yep. yeah, kudos to them. But again, I mean, you know, you can make a lot of money at it. I was listening to a podcast the other day where Brie from Selling Sunset was talking about when she used to be a bottle service girl in Vegas. And she said she worked two days a week and in the span of six months made $150,000. Right. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's more than I make in a year. Yeah, same. She made that in six months or you said six, six months? Weeks? No, six months. Six months. But she only worked Man. two days a week. She worked weekend. two days a week. Mm-hmm. So she would like fly in, she said, for the weekend, make her coin, and then go back to LA and do whatever else she was doing. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine? No, but maybe that... I could maybe be nice enough to do I that. could do, I could <laughs> suck it up, kiss ass, flirt, whatever, for $150,000 for two days a week for six months, bitch. Right. What is that times 12? Because you know I don't do math. That's $300,000 yes. a year yeah. for two days a week? Yeah. Shit. She, and then and you said she was in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And there ain't no state taxes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I she did in California, though. So she did have to pay oh. some. Oh. Yeah, she oh. was just flying Still. there. But no, Still. for sure. For sure. What? And I know that you can make a lot of money working at restaurants. Like the tips that these people talk about. I'm like, good God. Like if you're walking out like five hundred dollars in a night, like that's great. That's that's huge. That's but also that's like big time. What are you putting up with to do that too? So right. You just gotta like really like talking to people. And I don't I can do it, but I would not prefer to if I could have a job that was just task oriented I would love that I was talking with Derek about this yesterday actually because he was like if we won the lottery like would you still work and I was like I would but I'd probably do something different than I'm doing now because I would just like need something to take care of my time but I was like you know what I'd really like to do I'd love to work at a library just stocking books and sorting them I think that that would be so peaceful huh yeah okay if I won the lottery, I would still keep my job because my job is literally the best job on the face of the fucking planet. It is. <laughs> um, now, if God forbid there were an instance in when I didn't have this job and I won the lottery, yeah, I might rethink if I would still work, depending on how much the lottery was. But then, you know, too, I would really like Michael and I, we went on a walk this morning mm-hmm. and I have, I've always wanted to do this, but it's just like, who has the time, who has the money, like who has the knowledge but to get into flipping houses would be so much fun. Oh, I would yeah. enjoy that. I would be in like, I would enjoy the creative part mm-hmm. of it. Not like the physical labor. No. I mean, I would jump in there occasionally, but yes, I would love to be able to do that. On the you side. wouldn't even have to do the physical labor. Like if you found a good enough contracting company that you could trust with the work, like you could just let yeah. them do it and just tell them what you want them to do and That's make sure that they stay like on track on track. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, flipping houses is a great idea. But then sometimes I think about like, does that mean we're gentrifying things? Are we contributing to the patriarchy? I don't know. And so you know how Beyonce and Kelly have started to build a community of homes for Black people in Mm -hmm. Texas? That would be my goal. I wouldn't want to flip shit around white people. Fuck them. They can do that shit. They got enough money, enough resources, whatever. So yes, I would want to like build a nice ass community, like go to, so like we, we just moved to Boston. And so we found out, we were like, what, like in Roxbury and not really West Roxbury, like just Roxbury. Cause you know, that's where, um, new edition is from. Mm-hmm. And so Michael learned that this was 
Roxbury was the only place black people were allowed to live, mm. you know, in, you know, way back when. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so heavily pop like Roxbury out of the whole area of Boston. Roxbury is 61% black, <laughs> whereas right. Boston is like 10% Not, black or some yeah. shit like that. Right. So like, I would want to go into Roxbury and redo that shit. Now, yes, black people, we're going to have to maintain it. Y'all can't just be in there <laughs> doing whatever the fuck y'all want to do. <laughs> so there's going to be some standards. But like, okay, <laughs> y'all guys, I want y'all to have nice shit too, you know? Correct. So. For a reasonable yeah. cost. Correct. Reasonable. Not breaking the bank, but yes, mm-hmm. reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So bringing it back, Sheena yeah. tells us. How did we get here? <laughs> I don't remember. Tangents, work, <laughs> jobs. So Sheena tells us that mm-hmm. she's worried for Ariana because of the rumor about her and Tom that's spreading throughout the restaurant, but Sheena still maintains like, I believe Ariana. I don't think it's true, but it's just kind of annoying that like, this is how she has to like start her career here. And I was like, that's fair. Cause like Sheena, I think also maybe is getting like a little bit of PTSD because of how she came into the restaurant and all the stuff about her and Eddie Sibrian had just come out. But I was like, but Sheena, that was true. This is <laughs> not true. So it should be okay. Um, and so Sheena kind of continues like taking Ariana throughout the restaurant and introduces her to Tierney. Um, and then also Tina is there. And I think this is the first time that we're seeing both of them this season. Um, yay, black people in Ooh. the cast for this little pocket of color right now. And then Sheena's like, okay, great. Now that we all know each other, we can twerk together. Then she like throws it back a little bit, very, very poorly. I don't understand why that that was what she needed to say but okay but then we see ariana's twerking skills and i was like oh okay i like this this makes more sense and sheena is describing ariana as like the fun hipster cool girl just not a care in the world type of person which in today's time we know is not necessarily exactly how ariana is but i think in this moment that's just how she was showing up so she just seems like super fun and then awkwardly to the side we see like peter and one of the other servers watching them peter's just like what the fuck is going on in this restaurant like i don't understand but okay these are the people that i work with these are the people that work for me because Peter is right. And it's just like, how do you, and then it's too, it's like awkward for Peter because obviously this is not professional. So like we shouldn't be twerking at work, but like as a male manager, how do you approach that situation? Because now that I'm thinking about it, have we, granted, I know we don't have a lot of highlight and I think maybe Danica is the first female manager that we ever saw. Oh my God. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Diana. Diana okay yep I forgot about her I guess though Diana just works at different times because I feel like we don't see her very often but I think I think to this day maybe Diana still works there you go girl I mean honestly Peter and Diana like people like that probably make really good money oh yeah Yeah. so it's like yeah you're at a you're at a bar but it's like shit if you're bringing in the cheddar bring it in honey bring Mm -hmm. it in yeah um anywho so speaking of people who are not bringing in cheddar Kristen <laughs> and Stassi we see Kristen at Kristen's jank ass apartment good it's lord so bless. Bad. it's so bad jeez so we're at Kristen's apartment Stassi's coming over because Kristen needs help preparing for her passport photo 
Which, and I'm like, you know, I now, wish I had put this much time into preparing for my passport photo because it looks like a motherfucking mugshot. And I'm stuck with this shit for 10 years. It's terrible. Yeah, your passport photo is really bad. It's bad. Um, but the lady did not help me at all. Having just taken my passport photo, what was it? Two, was it two or three years ago at this point? Gosh, time flies. You know what? Mm-hmm. Anywho, you didn't need to put in that much effort. Like they literally take a picture of your chin, your forehead to your chin. They don't even want your hair. So like I wore my hair out that day and that was like, she was like, well, I don't know if they're going to accept this or not. Cause your hair is kind of in the picture and they really just want to see your face. Yeah. So like them talking about what type of jewels they're going to put on, like their dresses and shit, like it's literally your forehead to your chin and like maybe the perimeter that shows a little bit of hair, mm-hmm. not that fucking deep, but Stassi's 24 at this point. Kristen is basically 16 at this point. So <laughs> not surprising. Um, and then Kristen makes the comment in her confessional that this, this photo is crucial and it has to be the hottest photo I've ever taken. And Stassi is like, you know, we're going to go all dolled up, blah, blah, blah. And then Kristen's like, yeah, I did that for my mugshot once. And we're like, pause, Kristen, you're not just going to slide in that you were all glammed up for a mugshot. Why the right? fuck do you have a mugshot? And then she was like, oh, you know, for my DUI. But also the fact that Stassi like, didn't know that she had a mugshot is kind of wild considering how long they've been friends. I feel like that's something true. that you just learn about a person within the first like little bit of time being friends with them. But I wonder if the mugshot came from Michigan, Kristen. I mean, I'm sure it did, but still. But if that has to happen, I mean, just think at this point in time, Kristen's 30. Mm-hmm. She met Stassi when she was what? This show came on. This is season two. So she was 29 in season one. So her and Stassi have been friends two years prior, which would give us maybe 26, but probably 27. Mm-hmm. So if this happened right when she was 21, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be something that she just casually brings up in conversation. Anywho, I'm just like, okay, so now we know Kristen also has a DUI in which she was glam for. I really wish they would have shown that mugshot though. Same. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just so. to know. Just to know. Just to know. Because what was glam, Kristen? What was true. glam? That's true. That's, <laughs> Kristen probably just trying. Because you know, <laughs> right. she doesn't typically try on a regular day, according to her. Right, right. Yeah. But you know, it's also funny because I think about all the real housewives that have mug shots. And I feel like someone made some either like a blanket or like a mug of the shot, like of the mug shots of all the different housewives. Cause it's like Marlo, Tinsley, Luann, Sonia, pretty much everybody from Real Housewives of New York old cast. Um, really? Yeah. Who else has one? I'm trying to think of other people. Obviously now Jen Shaw. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that have them um, just out and about there. Can we pause? Cause you just brought up Real Housewives of New York. I fucking love Romy. I don't know why it took me so long. I guess because I've been so like anti-housewives for such a long time. I was like the idea of getting back into I not okay I shouldn't say anti but like I just haven't watched a housewives in so long. I was like I'm not about to it's just I just can't I don't have the mental capacity. However I watched this new season of Roni with the new cast in two days. (laughs) It it was great. I fucking I agree. loved it. We're going to have to break to discuss Roni. 
mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Because what the second part of the reunion comes out this week. Yeah. Tonight. So maybe we do it. Oh, wonderful. So maybe mm-hmm. we do that for next week. I don't know, but yes, Roni was great. I loved it. I, it I'm, was I'm, I'm good. here for it. And there are yeah. so many people who are like, <laughs> I don't like it. It's not the same as the old people. This is such a weird season. I was like, first of all, let's back the fuck up. It's season one. Okay. <laughs> so you can't expect season 14 level craziness when it's this first season with these people. Cause if you go back and watch the first season of any real housewives, other than maybe like Atlanta, New Jersey, mm-hmm. you're not getting like basic peak drama. Like, you know, you're just meeting everybody. You're learning the lay of the land. Also, people forget that like they had a whole ass seventh cast member who they had to fucking cut because I believe she's anti-Semitic or that was the allegation about her. Yeah. It's like on a whole Ro- thing. Like on this season that just came mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her name is the cast Lizzie Savetsky. And it was either her or her husband that said something anti-Semitic. I can't remember the exact like drama that went around with it, but she was supposed to be another person. Like I think was at the premiere party or like whatever. She might've been at BravoCon last year. Like there, yeah, there was a lot of drama around it. So I'm like, you got to think about the fact that they had to re-edit and maybe reshoot around this human and then go from there. And then I'm sure they had established a group dynamic that had been sure probably changed because you lost a person that was filming with you. So like, y'all need to just back the fuck up. Like you cannot expect that. Also, these are people who actually have jobs and like live life and are not just like spending their husband's money in their Hamptons home. Like that's not who these people are, but this is so much more representative of what I believe New York to be, even though I've never been there. But it just seems a little bit more like the belting pot that it's supposed to be compared to like all these upper rich, like upper class rich white women who live on the Upper East Side. Other than Carol, her living in the West Village at the time was like fucking monumental. Cy lives in Brooklyn. And when Alex lived in Brooklyn, people shit on her, which was crazy. I think something that is so hilarious because I just went to New York for the first time ever in life a few weeks ago. Oh my God, I forgot. And our office and the hotel that we stayed at is in Tribeca. Mm. So in that scene <laughs> where Jessel is like, this is the up and coming area. And she was like, no, it's, it's here. It's not coming up still. It's, it's oh, here. It's man. Tribeca. And I, so like, I'm reflecting on when I was there and I was like, yeah, what the fuck was Jessel talking about? Like, this is, this is not like a, okay, we're still trying to gentrify this place. It is very much yeah. Tribeca, but whatever. Yeah. Again, don't know how we got here, but back to VPR. <laughs> Stassi then receives a phone call from Jax and he is saying that he's in the hospital because he has a lump in his chest that is causing him pain um and Stassi's immediate response is oh my gosh can men get breast cancer mm-hmm. and I know I'm not the smartest cookie on the face of the planet but no fucking duh <laughs> like is that something people don't know that men could also get breast cancer I don't know I don't know. Why I mean, the only type of that. cancer men wouldn't be able to get is ovarian cancer because they don't have ovaries or men uterine. have a chest or uterine. Right. Men have a chest just like we do. Some yeah. men have bigger titties than me. So <laughs> like, yeah, what? Anyhow. And so she's like, oh my gosh, are you there alone? And he was like, yeah. And then she's all, well, why didn't you call one of us? Stassi, would you have gone? Well, would but you like, have gone? one of the Toms would have gone. Peter True. would have gone. Like, he has people there that would have gone with him. He's just trying to get a bunch That's of fair. sympathy right now. Very, very true. Um, 
so yeah, so Stassi and her confessional, she's like, I go from being so mad at Jags and then something like this happens and like, now I kind of feel concerned and like, I'm an asshole and blah, 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 blah. So they get off the phone. It's like TBD. We don't know what's going on just yet. So Kristen's Googling, yes, men can get breast cancer. Kristen, you being 30 and not knowing that, like, I just don't know. I just don't know, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then Stassi makes the comment, well, you know, maybe it has something to do with all those supplements and all that other shit that he's taking. Mm -hmm. And when Kristen is doing her research, she, she did find that the, the fatty or the growth that's coming in a man's chest could be the result of a hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. So when you do take supplements and however many you're taking and, you know, whatever's in them, whatever they're mixed with, I mean, it could cause a hormonal imbalance. So I guess it makes sense. Um, no, totally. It does. Yeah. Okay. But also, I don't know why Jack's jumped cancer. But I guess if it right. actually does run in his family, then I could see yeah. that. But right. also like, right. okay, yeah. Jax. Because sure. when I fill on my breast, you know, like I was telling you, a mom, <laughs> that they feel lumpy. Mm -hmm. And so, but obviously that's a concern for me because yes, breast cancer. Um, I mean, like all the women in our family have had breast cancer, right? I really need to get tested for that BRCA gene mm -hmm. because I think so. Grandmother Mary had it and Aunt Dorothy had it, but I don't think that, I don't know. Granny didn't other... have it? No, she had uterine or ovarian cancer, one of those two. Oh, and then lung cancer. Yeah, when that was from was smoking. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. What about grandma's sisters? Aunt Dorothy like, has Addie... Oh. I think it was just Dorothy that had breast cancer. Oh, okay. Everybody's just had some form of cancer. Mm, more or less it's yeah. not been breast cancer got no. it yes so I was concerned about that um but yeah it would be a but yeah I need to get tested for that BRCA gene because if we have the potential to have breast cancer cut, them, cut off. them off I don't fucking <laughs> care I do not care and it's not gonna be like no I mean all respect to women who go and then go get implants I don't even need that like fuck it cut the shit off maybe tattoo a nipple on if that looks funky but other than that your breasts are also like tiny so of course you wouldn't yeah. need to have implants. That's true. That's I would true. definitely get implants. Really? Yeah. I'd at least feel like what I have now. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I feel so bad for you and mom. Not bad, but like, I can't imagine y'all's day to day. I know when you what take you your bra off at the end of the day, you're just so relieved because y'all have really big boobs. I don't. And I just have a C. Destiny, I have like a... 32A, <laughs> one tit is like a 32A, and the other one is like a 36A. So, yeah, a C to me is like really big. And when I see mom take her no. bra off, I'm just like, damn, that's a lot of shit to be holding up all day long. Well, here's the deal though. I have since discovered in my older age, the ripe age of 32, <laughs> that the bras you buy <laughs> really matter because I mm. started buying. Honey love bras, honey love. This can also be a sponsorship opportunity for you. I have bought now two of them because the first one I bought and I loved it so much. So then I bought a second one in the same or in different color, but it's the same style. And I was just like, yeah, this is great. It feels good. It's super smooth. And when I take my bra off, I mean, like, sure, there's like a little relief, but definitely not the same amount as bras that I had worn before. So I think it's really too about like, what you're buying to put on yourself yeah 
I can see that. And I don't wear bras. Like unless I'm going in a professional setting where mm-hmm. like there is a, a a true threat of my nipples showing, mm-hmm. I don't wear bras at all. And it's truly wow. great. Now, if my tits That's were nice. the same size, it would be even greater. Oh, wow. Um, but because, you know, they're, they're, it's like, I know every woman has one boob that's bigger than the other, but mine is like mm-hmm. drastic. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, and I'm just like, why either mm-hmm. both of them small both of them like same size whatever the case may be it would be nice but regardless I don't wear bras it's just it's too much work for me so yeah I mean it's cheaper exactly <laughs> I can't remember the last time I bought a bra oh wow yeah wow. switching so. gears actually and this is very appropriate for our next scene because we also feature breasts <laughs> We see Sheena and Lisa walking up to meet Natalie at Sweet Lady Jane's Bakery, which apparently is super popular because I've also seen it, I think, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and some other shows that are in Mm -hmm. the Los Angeles area. And for some reason, Sheena is in like knee high Uggs. When the fuck ever is that cold enough in Los Angeles for you to be wearing Uggs? I just don't think that it's that cold there, especially not at whatever time of year this is, which I think is generally the summer. In the first seasons that they're filming. Correct. Yeah. It's not appropriate. She is an idiot, but that's nothing new. True, true, true. And <laughs> Sheena, for some reason, keeps joking about picking out a wedding cake. And I wish that I could say it's too soon for her to start thinking start thinking about that, but it's not <laughs> because she will be engaged by the end of the season, unfortunately for us. But also fortunately, because there's a lot of drama that comes with that. And so Jane, the owner, comes out and she's showing them the different cake options that they have and also things that she's done in the past. And they land on a large boob cake for the party because they're just really leaning into the burlesque theme. And we also haven't already reached a sufficient level of inappropriateness. We just need to like tack this on too. So I find that to be very... Again, weird because Guillermo is in charge of 95% of the people who will be at this party. So it's just kind of strange to me that that's where we're at. But Lisa's like, yeah, we got to have a big because we need tits to feed 50 people. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Great. Awesome. Here we are. I love it. I love it. And when the the um the employee from the cake shop that they're in, she's like, "All right, tits for fifty, it is." <laughs> I was like, "That is so great. That is so freaking great." I just right. love it. I love it. So <clears throat> into our next scene is Tom and Queen Ariana, and they are vintage sh- or like yeah, vintage shopping. I, I would say thrift shopping. Thrift shopping. That's what it is. Shopping. They call thrift. it vintage. It's like, I think it's a vintage store, but I'm like, this is a thrift store. This is a thrift store. Exactly. Exactly. And so here's where we start to see like kind of the intricacies of this relationship between Tom and Ariana. And also like, as Danny Shea pointed out, like the quote unquote weird chemistry between the two of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So Tom's explaining that they've been friends for three years. And he was like, you know, one of the things I love about Ariana is that she just has this really dry, smart ass sense of humor. And when they're together, like all they do is goof off, which knowing what we know now, it's like Tom has always been looking for a girl who is not ready to grow up or a girl who is in a phase of like just living life, having a good time, not really being an adult. Mm-hmm. And so now looking back, I think we can appreciate the fact that 
things between him and Kristen didn't work out because Kristen's on this trajectory of like, okay, it's time for us to start adulting. Like let's do adult shit. Whereas Tom is still like in this fun. I just want to hang out, be loose, chill vibe stage of his life. And knowing what we know now, he's still in this stage of his life at the ripe age of 40. So and probably will always be in this stage of life because he's a man and he gets enabled to live life like that. Exactly. Yes. Uh huh. And then, you know, we pan to Ariana's confessional. And then she says one of the things that she loves about Tom is that they're always getting in random adventures together. And so basically they just really like, it does seem like they're just really genuinely good ass friends who just Mm -hmm. have a good time, enjoy each other's company. They do stupid shit. And like, it's cool. There's no pressure to act like an adult because we're just out here hanging, chilling, having a good time going whichever direction that the wind blows right so yeah um and then he makes a comment that you know he's glad to be in this thrift shop because it gets his mind off of everything else that's going on which i'm assuming he's referring to the rumors Mm. between him and ariana because i I think also the like i cheated on Kristen and i'm still trying to make up for it oh i think all of it together yeah okay got it that makes sense that makes sense um and tom is saying to ariana because i'm maybe this was shot out of sequence or maybe ariana hadn't worked a ship with the other girls yet but tom is like you know these girls aren't going to be inviting mm-hmm. and ariana's like in her confessional her hope is that you know even though kristen has been jealous for a really long time she hopes that once she just gets in there and starts doing her thing everybody will be like okay it's cool it's not a big deal ariana's chill like let's move on mm-hmm Tom, on the other hand, is like, oh, Kristen's been jealous of our relationship for a really long time, like him and Ariana's friendship. Mm-hmm. And relationally, he and Kristen are in, quote unquote, such a good place right now. He doesn't want anything to mess that up, which now I'm looking looking at this and knowing what we know, we should have seen that as a red flag. Mm-hmm. right yeah. because why would her mere presence like even if she was jealous of her in the past if truly nothing has ever happened why would this quote-unquote mess anything up right I would think so but also I think it's just the nature of who Kristen is as a person she True. cannot let things go ever mm-hmm. and so I think despite what Tom may be saying knowing that Tom has now cheated on her and he's admitted it, she's probably like, well, it's just a matter of time before he admits to cheating with me or cheating on me with Ariana. And so she probably, and I think that's even more of a reason for her and her now 30 year old brain to say, this is not the relationship for me to be in if I can't get out of my way, because at the end of the day, she just doesn't trust him and Mm -hmm. he can't do anything to build her trust. Like, you know, adulting as much as he wants to, and all of that stuff is never going to make him trustworthy again to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just wish yeah. that she had figured that out a little earlier than she did. Oh, uh, you know, just a little earlier, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. At least she got there. At least she got there. Whew. Yeah. We then head on over to Jax's where Stassi has arrived with a cake that says no more supplements with balloons on it. And she's just already twisting the knife before she even walks in the fucking door Mm -hmm. to see him. But at the same time, like she has a point. So Jax tells us that he, you know, doesn't have any family in California and he wants someone there to comfort him and help him feel better. And again, for some reason he chose Stassi out of, 
everyone, which just knowing where their relationship is at right now, again, I'm not really sure why he chose her out of all the people, but he did. Hell, I think even Sheena would have been a better choice than Stassi, considering they seem to be pretty good friends at this point, but whatever. But also considering the drama that transpired when Sheena first got there and the sunscreen on Jax's back point. and hit him in this point, still trying to get Stassi back, he mm-hmm. knows that would have pissed her off. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's fair. I forget about all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And even though his family's not there, I feel like had he called them and said, like, hey, I have an issue, I think if they could have afforded to come, they would have come. You just didn't tell them. And so they didn't have an opportunity to be there to support you. Absolutely. Right. I'm just like, yes, you're alone and you don't quote unquote have any family there. If you are seriously concerned about you having breast cancer, Mm -hmm. like even if they had to go fucking sell plasma, I'm sure they would have done whatever it would have taken to get out there to be with you during that time. Exactly. So. But again, that's Jackson, his poor decision-making slash lack of communication right. skills that never right. serve him, but are great for us to watch. So right. mm-hmm. they come into Jackson's apartment and sit down. And so she's kind of like, well, what's up? What's going on? And he then goes into this whole breast cancer runs in my family. Both my mom and dad have had lumps. And Stassi asks if he brought his medications into the doctor when he went. And he's like, yeah. And then he told me like, these were okay. These were bad. And Stassi's like, you know, taking those supplements is essentially like doing like cocaine or heroin. Like it's so bad for your body. And it's crazy to me that you just went through this and you're still drinking a fucking protein shake right now. And then like the camera goes down to his hand and he has one of those blender bottles, like half full of the protein shake. And I get why in this moment she's so fed up because she's like, my guy, you literally just got out of the hospital with the doctor telling you that some of this shit is a problem and yet what do you do you come home and fix a protein shake to like calm your nerves or something like what the hell and so she gets up and goes into his kitchen takes the protein shake dumps it out then finds all the rest of his stuff and just starts like dumping the shit down the sink i'm like also stuff you probably could have just put some of this in the trash but like okay you I guess just, just put it all in the trash dramatic but whatever yeah. and I was like, I get that she's not being super kind in this moment, but she's right. Like the whole reason that you were in the hospital is because you're taking this like cocktail of stuff and you don't know what it's doing to your body. So she's trying to not enable you to do that anymore. And he's like, well, that's a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars. And I'm like, Jax, from what I remember last season, you were like barely making ends meet. And we're like, so terrified of having your own apartment. So the fact that you're prioritizing buying these supplements over, making sure that you have security in your home that should have been like problem identifier number one like red fucking flag my guy but Mm -hmm. then Jax turns Stassi trying to tell him this is bad into why you always put me down you're putting me down about this you put me down about Kitson and the sweater line and then that turns into a huge argument because she's like you don't know anything about making sweaters i've never heard you talk about this where did this randomly idea come from and i as someone who's trying to break into the fashion industry and have worked so hard i feel like you're making a mockery of it and i was like stassi if your hard work is writing a semi-regular column for an online blog i don't know that you're doing as much as you could be doing either but like 
okay, sure, whatever. And then Jax is like, well, it takes a special person to turn this into the moment that you've turned it into. And he's like, I just don't want to have to deal with you calling me out yet again. And I was like, no, 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 no. She called you out because of what you were doing, being wrong and not being healthy for you. That's what this is. It's not her just being an asshole. Like she has a point here. And also, if you know her, you should have known that this is how she's going to show up, which is why, again, you shouldn't have called her. You should have called literally anyone but her. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I will circle back to the whole, this is like doing cocaine and heroin. That's excessive. Now, when they did the flat, like, like Jack said, protein, you need, your body needs protein. Um, creatine, which they talked about um, in a flashback scheme, is one of the most researched supplements that anyone could take, and it helps your body build and maintain protein. Now, outside of those two things, any other stuff, like when he said he was taking stuff to get like a pump, it's that type shit that it's like, mm, that's not really necessary. If you want your muscles to be juiced up while you're working out at the gym, eat carbs before you go, you know? So again, mm-hmm. that's just Stassi being excessive and dramatic, but it's Stassi. So like you're saying, she, he could have called on literally anyone, but it kind of makes me think too, and not to, not to say that he was faking it or, you know, trying to make it more dramatic than what it was, but it makes me wonder, did you, were you truly this concerned? Mm-hmm. Or did you think, okay, yes, this is a health scare, but this is a way for me to get sympathy, empathy from mm-hmm. Stasi, and then maybe that will make her softer towards me. And then like when she didn't give you that, then you're like, well, fuck, it doesn't matter if I'm like <laughs> getting her name tattooed on me or if I'm dying, she still doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know, but I'm just like, yeah, Jax, you, you know how Stasi is, so and she said it on the phone, which was basically kind of like a precursor to what y'all's in-person conversation was. But that's neither here nor there. Exactly. So we go over to Stassi and Katie, and they are performing or prepping for their performance at Stassi's house. Um, and they're talking about how they're nervous and just their general discomfort around the performance. And I'm like, yeah, you should have discomfort because mm-hmm. you are basically stripping for your boss who yeah. is your other boss's husband in front of all the people that you work with mm-hmm. it's just really strange so katie pulls out some heels and then she like puts pads in her heels like pads that you wear on your period right pads in her heels to keep her feet from hurting and i'm like so y'all ain't never heard of numbing cream or like dr shoals or pads my nick granted you know, money was tight. So I guess if you, you, you've already got pads at home, might as well just put a pad in your shoe and right. I guess be resourceful, save money. I can respect that if that's where the logic came from. And then Stassi says that when her nose is running, she sticks a tampon up it. And I'm like, Stassi, now this, this reminds me, I saw this video on Instagram the other day and this chick was cooking beef. You know how mm-hmm. when you cook beef, like all the grease comes out of the Oh, beef. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she put a tampon in the skillet with the beef and like it absorbed all the grease. Yeah. And it's like, I get it, but like it also is not that deep, you know? It's just mm-hmm. not. And that, like, I know it's a fresh tampon, but it just seems not right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should do that. I mean, yeah. you know, 
hey, if you find multiple uses for them, why not? You know, again, I can respect being resourceful. Like maybe you don't have a strainer. Maybe it's too hard for you to like pour the the grease out of the skillet over top of the sink without also losing your meat. Cool, whatever. But Stassi, you could just put toilet paper in your nose. You know, but I think the that's what most is clearly people more do. effective. I guess I don't know. And then it's like, does your nose is your nose ever running to the point where the snot would get absorbed in a tampon? Like I feel like snot's too thick for that, right? So I don't why don't you just so blow your nose? Blood sometimes is super thick, though. That's a good point. That is a good point. I don't know. It just seems weird. It, that seems like hashtag white people shit because the video I watched on Instagram yeah. was also a white woman doing it. So y'all yeah. Yeah. do y'all. Do y'all. Um, <laughs> so then Stassi in her confessional was like, I don't know why they didn't ask Sheena to do this performance. And I'm like, you know what? That's a very valid fucking point. Right. Why wouldn't you? Because like Sheena is at this time, like truly aspiring to be a dancer or actor yeah. or singer something. or something a performer so like this would have been a great opportunity for her to showcase her quote-unquote skills but, i guess because she wasn't in those burlesque classes with the other girls i was gonna say maybe it's because of her hematoma also that <laughs> it could also be her hematoma that's actually probably a better a better explanation of that oh gosh so yeah. then we see like we're starting to go back and forth now because we see jacks arrive at tom Sandoval's apartment and Tom Schwartz is also there and they're cooking and so he's walking in the kitchen while they're cooking he's like well boys I have cancer and it's like and obviously it was a joke but I'm just like that is really fucking insensitive Very. because especially for that to run in your family like that's just nothing to right. joke about exactly because unless you knew definitively at this point that you didn't have cancer like that still was a very plausible like explanation as to what this growth was in your chest so it just seems like really like tone deaf yeah. mm -hmm. but it also makes you feel like you're not really concerned concerned exactly e fucking exactly um yes so then we're kind of bouncing back and forth because then jack starts to explain how the interaction went with stassi and then stassi's explaining to katie how the inter interaction went with jack's and Stassi, Stassi's explaining this to Katie and Katie's like in her confessional, Stassi is the only one. What does she say? Like, she's the only person who could take a health scare basically and still just not give a fuck and still like mm -hmm. berate you because mm -hmm. that's essentially what she did. Mm -hmm. And Katie, you know, Katie, I feel like outside of those few seasons where, you know, it was like, okay, Katie's very clearly upset with herself. So it's like, she's lashing out on other people. Mm -hmm. I feel like Katie is typically a voice of reason yeah i would say so she's like what she has to say it's like okay that makes sense um and she was like you know saucy not only do you have to be careful with your words but like your timing and your mm -hmm. delivery like mm -hmm. even if that is how you felt about jacks and the supplements and all that other shit that was not the time to deliver that message and the way in which you delivered it mm -hmm. it's never the time for that but like ever <laughs> we'll talk about that later but yeah and then so Jax is telling his side of the story to the boys and he was like, you know, I thought she would give me the day off and like, but no, she came over here and she yelled at me. So going back to my question, it's like, so did you really invite her over because you needed actual support and because you were truly concerned or you were just looking for her sympathy and it backfired? Right. And going back to Stassi, Stassi's like, after Katie's like, 
dude, timing, words. So she's like, I don't give a fuck, basically. Like, he's selfish. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and then as we wrap up this, this back and forth scene, Schwartz is telling Jax, oh yeah, man, you should milk that. Make her feel guilty for treating you that way. And I was like, the logic between all of you right now, minus Katie, is just, it's baffling to me. The boys share literally one brain. One. And it's not even because they say that we only use what, like 30% of our brain. The three of them combined probably use 10%. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't understand how anyone would actually think that you only use 30% of your brain because like, that's just simply not true. Hmm. Like different parts of your brain do different things. So you think we use 100% of our brain and we're still this stupid? Well, I don't think that we're stupid. I mean, look at all the advancements we've made in life. I think that people just try to, they, people go off of their instincts more because your occipital lobe, which is back here, is what is the, what's developed the most early. And so that is controlling like your basic life functions, like breathing and like all that kind of stuff. But also this is like the risk-taking part of your brain. And then as you move forward, your prefrontal cortex, which is the part that we talked about that's not fully developed until you're like 25, 26. This is like where all of like your executive functions happen. So like the decision-making, critical thinking, all of that stuff. So I feel like sometimes people just use the like risk-taking part of their brain and they don't take the time to like actually process what it is they're actually trying to accomplish or achieve or they just rely on other people or other things to like answer questions for them or whatever instead of like just trying to do it on their own and then there's also parts of your brain that are tied to like hearing tied to smell like all that stuff so like you theoretically couldn't be alive if you didn't use all of your brain huh Mm mm-hmm you learned that in psychology or mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the fact that we don't use all of our brain. <laughs> um, because I just like, like, did you ever watch the TV? Was that a TV show or a movie? It was a movie. I think they turned into a TV show, Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And it was like when your brain truly becomes like fully unlocked. No. You didn't watch that? No, I'm not like a oh. big Bradley Cooper well I mean I didn't watch it because it was Bradley Cooper I watched it because of the concept of like us what what does it look like if we do truly have access to 100% of our brain Mm -hmm. you should check it out I guess I just don't believe that we don't have access to all of our brain Mm. okay yeah I believe that we got a lot of stuff like crowding your brain sure like a bunch of random facts, like all this knowledge that I have about the brain. I don't theoretically need to know any of it, but I know None it. Of it. You don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You're a wealth of useless knowledge. Right. So I yeah. think if my brain was like less focused on random stuff, then sure. Maybe. Okay. But I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> at Sir, um, Sheena asks to talk to Lisa and tells her that Danny Shay is spreading rumors about Tom and Ariana. And Lisa is like, where is this even coming from? So Lisa then goes to confront Danny and is basically like, why are you starting shit? She didn't say it like that because she's the boss. But like, that's essentially what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, they've worked together for two years now without any issue. They're in front of the bar, coincidentally. So Tom walks up. 
And Lisa asks him, like, how long have you and Ariana worked together? And he says, oh, it's been almost four years now. And I feel like the amount of time that they have, like, known slash been friends slash work together just keeps changing. But, like, whatever. Um, and Lisa's like, yeah, four years without any issue. And Danny's like, the only reason I said it is because that's what I heard. Like, I heard that there was, like, some weirdness between the two of them. And so Tom says to us in his confessional that he's never done anything with Ariana. No kissing, no touching inappropriately, no hookups, like nothing. Remember this for later on. So they continue talking. And then Kristen, of course, has to walk up. And Danny is like, you all had an issue two years ago between you and Kristen and Tom, or you, Kristen, or Ariana, Kristen, Tom. And Kristen's like, yeah, but that was two years ago. Like it's over and it's done. And Danny's like, so that's where it came from. And Kristen tries to insert herself into the situation. And he's like, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to Tom and like shuts her out. And I'm just like, in my mind, bitch, if you're talking about my relationship, where the fuck do you get off trying to tell me to shut up about it? Like, uh, uh-uh. you're talking about me and my man. So yeah, I'm going to like insert myself. And I'm also, I wonder why Danny never got like more involved with the show. Right. Because she said, like, I wonder if she just, because we know that she had a relationship with Stassi. Mm-hmm. We know that she had also a relationship, like her and Lala are like childhood friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where, why wasn't she more ingrained? Because I feel like if Danny was like a main, yeah, shit would have been 10 times more explosive. Yeah. But maybe she didn't want to be. True. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe like she was only interesting to like randomly stir up drama like she does and then just like pop out. Mm, that's fair. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But then Lisa tries to help them talk through a strategy for how they should actually address their issues. (laughs) And I was like, Lisa, I don't know why you think that's going to work with this group of people, but like, okay. Yes. Like I agree that that's the better strategy for like handling it outside of work. But like, we know that that's not how this is going to go down. But then she starts to shut down a conversation because customers are walking in And we know, ultimately, this is not over yet. Right. It is not. And that leads us to our last and final scene, which is Guillermo's surprise party that no one asked for, including Mm. Guillermo. (laughs) (laughs) And so we see, and now look at me, I'm saying, and so. Anywho, we see... Katie, well, we see a, a bunch of the staff. So, like, even though Katie and Kristen or Katie and Stassi are the ones doing the quote unquote performance for Guillermo, all of the staff is dressed in like they're not typical Sir stuff. So, they have on these sequency pink dresses. They've got like little top hats on. They've got some black swan type eye makeup done. It's super cute. It's a vibe. I, I thought it was adorable. Sheena comes in fucking complaining because she's like i'm not putting those lashes on i've already done my glam and i'm like have you though sheena you look fucking regular as hell sheena like calm down calm your fucking tits like it's just not that deep and like i mean she has a serious fucking hissy fit about this it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. um then she complains that she can't wear heels because of her hematoma still. <laughs> and I'm like, wasn't that like four episodes ago? You still have, you're still complaining about this bruise on your foot, chick? Like, come on. So annoying. And then she's upset that they want her to put on the sequency pink dress. And I'm like, 
did you just come did you just wake up and choose violence today because it seems like you were being so extra for no fucking reason and I could understand if it was like Stassi being like Sheena you have to put on what everyone else puts on but like this is for Guillermo these are for your bosses the owner of the fucking restaurant so like I don't know. Just chill the fuck out. And, do and your boss was also the one telling you to wear the shit. Like, <laughs> right. This is your job, Sheena. Like you and these little fucking hissy fits. Like, stop it. Just stop it. You're too old. It's like season two. Our white privilege for all five episodes has been Sheena, hasn't it? <laughs> Not Just the entire that. time, but okay. she's been in there a lot. She's been a focal. Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so Sheena's complaining about that bullshit. Then we pan over to Jax, who is serving drinks to the dancers who trained, quote unquote, trained <laughs> Stassi and Katie. Um, and Stassi makes the comment that she's never seen Jax so disinterested mm-hmm. in these really hot chicks that are trying to flirt with him and so she attributes that to like maybe like life is hitting him in the face now because of the health scare whatever the case may be and i'm like well stassi maybe he just didn't think those chicks were that hot i don't know also be it but whatever um then we see Kristen being Kristen and Mm -hmm you know, on her emotional roller coaster per usual. And so she goes back to Danny to confront her about her and Tom's relationship and about the rumors. And Danny's like, listen, I just said that there was a weird chemistry between them. And based on what we know, Danny wasn't wrong. No. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, Kristen, were you upset because these rumors were going around or are you upset with Danny because she's talking about your relationship or are you upset with Danny because at the end of the day, you do feel insecure about your relationship, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if someone were to come to me and tell me that Michael and one of his coworkers had a weird chemistry, what's your fucking point? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not concerned about that shit. What does weird chemistry even mean? Like you're weird for telling me this. Get the fuck out of my face, you know? <laughs> but it's like, Kristen, you're upset because Tom has cheated on you for, you know, 12 times now and most recently on the night of your 30th birthday which is extremely fucked up right and so now someone another female that you visualize as a threat there's rumors swirling about that so like let's it's like Kristen really dig deep to determine what is it that I'm upset about right now but also Danny shouldn't have been saying shit like if you don't want to deal with Kristen coming to you to talk to me about it or having to like defend what you say don't say anything to begin with like and I don't know if it's just the type of person that I am but I'm not gonna be spreading rumors about people's relationships whether or not I think their relationships are bullshit or not like I'm just not doing that like that's not how I roll as a person so it's just weird to see someone who's like oh yeah let me feed into this and like you know, regardless of whether or not Kristen is insecure because of the actualities of her relationship, which it totally is, you didn't need to play into that. And so then when Christina's like, Kristen, why are you mad right now? No, 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 no. I'm like, Christina, just shut the fuck up. There is no reason for you to get involved. And this is why this is like stuff like this that she does is why I don't like Christina. Tina was just sitting there watching the whole conversation go down. She didn't say shit. But Christina felt the need to insert herself for some reason. I'm like, Kristen, you but- don't like her. Or, Chris, or Christina, you don't even like Kristen like that. 
So why do you care? Why do you care? Yeah. But maybe because Christina was just at the previous lunch and okay. I'm backing up Christine. Cause I stand with Christina. I know I love you do. Christina. And okay. So here from this perspective, at the end of the previous episode, Christina, Kristen, Katie, Stassi are out to lunch. When Kristen starts accusing Stassi of being all buddy, buddy with Sheena and Stassi's like, no, I'm trying to make sure that your boyfriend and her best friend, Ariana, aren't fucking. So shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to be like, I know they're not fucking. Da, 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 da. And yeah. then Christina at that point is probably like, okay, so literally last Sunday, you sat there and you were all like, it's not happening. It's not happening. I'm not worried about it. And now you're sitting here so upset because someone else is saying that they have a weird chemistry. If you're confident in the fact that shit ain't happening, why are you upset? Because people are still saying it and it's bullshit. We, That's yeah. why she's upset. And it's I Danny guess. who doesn't, like they're clearly not friends. So yeah, yeah, if a random chick is talking about my relationship, despite whether or not my relationship is not in a great place, or even if it is, I'm going to be mad about that. especially if I have to be around you it would be different if like she was somebody that I didn't have to interact with but also what Saucy and Kristen or Katie said at the end of that was she's running away from it because she knows we're right so Christina if you know that why are you trying to talk any sense into Kristen anyway she's clearly not going to listen to you if she's not going to listen to her best friends what the fuck makes you think she's going to listen to you that's fair that's fair okay all right, I'll I'll leave defending Christina for another episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then Kristen ends the conversation with Danny, and she's like, "Really, you're just making an ass out of yourself." I personally don't think Danny's making an ass out of herself. I think you are the one who looks like the fucking idiot, Kristen. And then, like in her confessional, she's like, "People don't understand that all this stuff just makes our relationship stronger." No, that's not true. Maybe what? <laughs> no, 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 no. And what? In what mult? Like, what is that? In what multiverse? Mm-hmm. does having rumors constantly being thrown at your relationship make it stronger it doesn't but whatever so katie and stas stassy stassy <laughs> who is stassy <laughs> katie and stassy are in the back alley while all this is going down i suppose uh sheena comes back there in the same fucking makeup and outfit as everyone else and she's like okay well I guess that I'll join everyone and it's like yeah Sheena you didn't have a reason to not right like you just were being so fucking extra mm-hmm. and so there it's literally this is probably like one of the very few times where we see the three of them specifically mm-hmm just being cordial i mean it was literally maybe 45 seconds of a clip but i'm like wow Mm -hmm. look at that growth few and far between those moments few (laughs) and far fucking between um so then the couples arrive natalie and guillermo lisa and ken they get to serve lisa saying that they totally surprised guillermo i think he wasn't giving me the vibe of oh my gosh i'm so surprised he probably knew something was up okay yeah, I just wasn't feeling it, but whatever. Um, and then Natalie's like, okay, and now we're getting ready for the second surprise, which is Stassi and Katie dancing half naked for him mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And I'm like, that is so fucking cringe, yo. Mm-hmm. Not good. So cringe. Yeah. And then the trifecta, <laughs> she takes him back outside and she's gotten him a new vehicle for his birthday. And I'm like, wow. 
but which I just think is so funny because I'm like if y'all are married isn't this out of the same money so like aren't you technically buying him a car with his money but like okay whatever exactly so I'm like is that really a gift for him or is it a gift for you is a gift for y'all like yeah agreed anywho so we see Jack's starting to share, I won't say sob story, but he's starting to share the story of the lump with Lisa and Natalie. Um, and I thought at this point, we already knew it wasn't cancer and it was a result of the supplements. No. We didn't know that for sure. He said, like, just tell me that it's not what I think it is, meaning cancer. And I said, yeah, we can't tell you that yet. So I think they're still waiting on some tests, but I think okay. that they also were like, don't add to it with this other shit that you're using. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So after hearing this, as any normal person would respond to someone potentially having breast cancer, um, Lisa is talking to Stassi and is like, you know, you should really give him a break. Um, and she's guilt tripping Stassi. So then Stassi feels the impact of the guilt trip. So she pulls yeah. Jack's aside to the back alley and talks to him or tries to talk to him about how she feels bad for her delivery um the other day but then um Jax starts drinking his cup of alcohol and she starts patronizing him for making the decision to drink while um he's being tested for breast cancer and she's like yeah so absolutely you might potentially have breast cancer so like yes let's just drink some alcohol i'm sure that's gonna fucking help and it's like, damn, Stassi, you just she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But it's like, fuck, we just talked about this, Stassi. Your <laughs> words, your timing, your delivery, like e. And at this moment is where we really start to see Jax kind of be like, you know what? Stassi may not be the one for me because he's like, mm-hmm. regardless of what I've done to someone or what someone's done to me, whatever the case may be, our status as friends, as partners. In this situation where something like cancer is on the line, I'm not going to be an ass. Right. And so he, we kind of see him being like, you know, and then he tells her too, like, your jokes aren't funny. I can take a lot of shit and it's fine, but I don't want to take it from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, and she just, she really still didn't care. So she's <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I just want to let you know I love you. And then she gets up and walks away. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. damn. And that's how we wrap that up. That season, or not the season, the episode. So what were your overall thoughts on this episode? My overall thoughts were Stassi is really hurt. Yeah, for sure. Because the the fact that you're able to be that nasty (laughs) to someone who is experiencing a healthcare such as breast cancer, like, you can only be that nasty when you have been truly hurt. And I don't like, I understand what Jax is saying when he's like, I can take a lot of shit. I don't want to take it from you. Your jokes aren't funny, regardless of our status. Like, I think you should still be nice. Basically. I think that goes to show you Jax, just how much you hurt her because any normal person in any other situation would be understanding and caring and like, put their foot on the brakes when it comes to treating you like shit and like making you grovel. But I feel like for her to continue to act that way, she just truly doesn't give a fuck because she's like still really, really hurt. So yeah. And also sir is a walking HR violation. That was another overall thought. 
takeaway from this episode. So what about you, Sista? I agree. I think that everything you said is true. I totally echo it. I also just love that again, Ariana has caused so much consternation and hasn't been involved in literally anything at this point. Like she's barely even spoken to these people and it's still like, okay, she came in. People are intimidated. Now there's this rumor about her. People are intimidated even more. And it's just like, she's had to do literally nothing except exist. And everyone is just and you know it's one of those things that like carlos king he always talks about force multipliers or like people who kind of like move the story along in a show and she is clearly one of them like she has again had to do quite literally nothing and everything is in a tizzy just with her being added into the mixture so it's wild to me that that's where we're at and so i'm like when she actually starts doing shit, it's going to be a whole nother story. The word consternation. Where have I heard that from? I don't know. I feel like it was in a movie. Probably. And someone was like, what does that mean? We don't know. No, I don't know where it came from. No, I just okay. know it as a word. Got it. Okay. Anywho, Savage AF thoughts for this season. Um, this episode. This season. Why do I keep saying this season? Fuck. This episode, my Savage AF thought. What's your Savage AF thought? You give it to us first. Mine is that Stassi laying into Jacks about these supplements <laughs> when he just gets home from the hospital and then continuing to bring them up any single time they talk about his health scare is crazy, but also hilarious to me. <laughs> because she she's being truly like cutthroat very savage in those moments like because again like while I understand that her delivery is not great and like sure she could say it in another time that is what is probably the crux of the issue and like I think had it been cancer or something else she would feel badly about it and be able to like move on and do differently but it's not where we're at right now so respectfully yeah, it's just what it is. Also, because I think that that's probably how I would be in that situation, even though I know I probably shouldn't be. But like, I see myself in her in those moments. Um. Yes, that is 1000% accurate. You would definitely be like that in that situation. Um. But yes, I echo that Savage AF thought. One that like that is, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, like facts are facts mm-hmm. and you, you got to hear it sometimes so might as well hear it while you're down you know so when you're up you just stay up <laughs> <laughs> wow and then my white privilege moment for this episode comes from actually danny shea herself because not only is she just randomly starting shit at work but then she also says literally i can say whatever i want and i'm like that's fair you sure can but you can't say it without consequences and that i think is the part of that that people always forget that just because you can say whatever you want doesn't mean that it's not gonna come with something else right or that you should 100 percent. right yep yeah it's also like what you're just saying isn't helping anybody correct i don't know if i really had a white privilege moment from this episode yeah, there wasn't anything that stood out to me, but I guess what you're pointing out about Danny Shay makes sense. Um, I would also say she, yeah. you know, like trying to throw a bitch fit at work about how she had to like change because she did all this shit 
before coming today she's like i really took time on my glam so you don't take time on your glam every day when you come to work like why did you pick today of all days like you knew the party was happening right right i think if i could pick anything from this episode i may say like Kristen being so flippant about her dui oh yeah um, and that's, i think that's also, really good <laughs> i think it's interesting too that it's like wow like you have a DUI, granted, we don't know at what part of your life that DUI came, but like, you're still able to just be mm-hmm. and like, get work. Like, it's not an issue. It's like, oh yeah, I got a DUI. I looked hot in my mugshot, like, right, whatever. And it's like, wow, you know, I don't, I don't think we would have that same privilege at all. So nope. yeah, sure. wouldn't. That was a good one to end on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that is it for this week, friends. So we will back we will be back next week either with episode six, which is about pride, episode number two for Vanderpump Rules, or we maybe take a little rony break and talk about the Real Housewives of New York. We'll let you know. So stay tuned. Until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help other people find us because we know you all love us, so we want other people to love us too. Stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Bye, sister. Bye.